Good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today, 21st day of Av, we're going to Nacham Av. We're going to be starting the third tractate, Masechta Erevin, a whole tractate that's dedicated to how uh, we're allowed we're allowed to carry, uh, when you're allowed to carry, and um, how you're allowed to go out beyond the quarantine of the Trum. And uh, the rabbis say that Shloyma Melech was the one who instituted Erevin. Erevin uh, literally means to mix, to merge uh, two different domains together. And Rabbi Haigoyen says the reason why it was King Solomon who was the first one to institute Erevin is because it says in times of war, the rabbis waived the whole necessity of an Erev. And up until the time of Shleiman Melech, the Jewish people were never really settled. It was constantly battles and wars. So it was Shleiman Melech, when the Jews were finally settled, he was the one who instituted um, Erevin. So we begin. We begin with the Mishnah. The Mishnah discusses a Mavoy. A Mavoy is an alleyway. And um, there's two types of alleyways. There's an alleyway that's open on both ends, that opens up to a street on each side of the alley. And then there's an alleyway that has like a dead end on one side. So it's only open on one side. And each side of the alley has a courtyard which has two homes, a minimum of two homes in each courtyard that open up into the alley. Wait, so, so the rabbis said that you're not allowed to carry, even though technically this alleyway has three walls, and therefore, according to most, most opinions, it's actually considered a shusayachid, it's a private domain, it's, a, it's walled in from three sides. But the rabbi said you're not allowed to carry. Um, because if you come to carry in the alleyway, A, you may come to continue to carry into the street, because it opens up right into the street, or you're going to carry from the street into the alleyway. You know, you're allowed to carry in a street within, if it's less than four amas. So it's one continuation. You don't realize that the moment you cross, even if it's one amma, the moment you cross from the street to the alleyway, you carry it from a public domain to a private domain. So the rabbi said that you're not allowed to carry. My mother is that Ambam says no, that an alleyway that has three, three walls, it's, it's not a public domain, but it's not either a private domain. Um, it's called a Carmelist, rabbinically, it's part of the general prohibition. The rabbi said that the Carmelist is not allowed to carry in a, in a Carmelist. And, uh, but how do you fix it? And that's what the Mishnah is going to discuss. How do you enable, what do, what do we have to do to make sure to allow us to carry in the alleyway? So either you put a, po- a post, a door post on the side of the wall of the alley, e- on either side, or you put a beam on top that crosses the whole, the whole alleyway. And this acts as a reminder to remind you that, that um, you shouldn't carry, you're not allowed to carry past that point. So the Mishnah states it in the following way. This alleyway that's higher than 20 amma, a little more than 30 feet, yamayit. The rabbis hold that it cannot be higher. If, the, if it's higher than 30 feet, then this device will not work. Putting a, putting a beam on top will not work. Because it has to act as a reminder. So it's too high. If it's too high, if I can't see it, it doesn't remind me of anything. 
So what do you do if it's higher? So you have to lower it. Rebuda says, no, he doesn't have this requirement. He says, it doesn't matter. It can be higher than 20, than, than 20 amma. It's fine. You can put a beam, and that enables you to carry in the alley. Alley. We still have to do a, have to do a shitufim boys, but we're not going to discuss that now. Now we're just, but without without this, without putting the beam or the doorpost, then you cannot carry in the alleyway. But there's a certain limit according to the rabbis. When the Amr Buddha says no, he doesn't accept this limit. And also, the opening of the alleyway cannot be more than 10 amas, or a little more than 15 feet. But if it's, if it's a, a wider opening of 15 feet than 10 amas, you might. So he, has to, he has to make it smaller. He has to put a board there. He has to make the opening. The opening into the alleyway cannot be more than uh, more than ten amas. And if it is more than ten amas, then I can't fix it. I can't put a beam on top. I can't put a door po- a post on the side. It won't help me. But if I make a tzuras apesa means a door post with lintels, then. And even if the opening is wide, wider than 10 amas, then it's okay. The only requirement when it can't be more than 10 amas is in order just to put one post or to put a beam on top. But if you have two posts and a beam and it looks like a door frame, then, then it's no problem. It doesn't matter how wide the opening is. Okay, that's the mission. Your mother says, "Not awesome. We learned over there the opening and tracted sukkah, sukkah shigavay lemaila mesamama psula. A sukkah that's higher than ten twenty amma is it's an invalid sukkah. Again, the rabbis there say a sukkah cannot be too high. It can't be higher higher than than thirty feet. Rabbi Huda Maksha, Rabbi Huda argued. Rabbi said, "No, the sukkah can be even taller." Yeah, and this yeah the walls of the sukkah and then the schach on top, right?" Why over there he says it's invalid? So here also he should have said a mavui that's higher than twenty amma it's invalid. I can't fix it. And for the gemara sukkah there I said There I already know about the laws of sukkah. I know that there is such a thing as a sukkah. It's in the Torah. So therefore, the rabbis are commenting it and, and describing it. This sukkah that you know about, that the Torah speaks about, you should know if it's higher than 20 amma, it's not a kosher sukkah. The schacha higher than 20 amma, it's not a kosher sukkah. Here, we don't know anything about it. The whole thing is, is, is rabbinic. It's not in the Torah. So you can't tell me psula. What do you mean psula? First, tell, first you have to tell me that I have to make a, a beam, <laughs> that there's a problem, and, and, you, and, and you're creating a problem. The, uh, the rabbis say I'm not allowed to carry in an alleyway. I mean, I'll tell you that I can carry in an alleyway. So first you have to tell me that there's a problem. And then you tell me, okay, how to fix the problem. You can't start out and say, you can't, you can't start out and say, and say, say it's invalid. Tayser says, what? It's, a, it's a reminder. Like a doorway? Maybe yeah, it's, it's, like native, it's like a native. Like it's all the native. Sort of a private effect? All the native. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. Oh, well, some say, actually, that that actually creates the third wall, that the fourth wall. Oh, really? According to the Rambam, by putting, putting the, uh, the, door, the post, 
that makes it into a Rosh that actually changes it from a Karmelist Rosh That's the Rambam's opinion. Most of them say, no, the alleyway itself is already a Rosh It's only a reminder. You shouldn't come to carry. Taisus explains the Gemara's answer that when you say Psula, Psula means that even after the fact, it's not good. So that you could only say in the case of Sukkah, which, which is biblical, because a schach that's, that's too high, it's puzzle, it's a puzzle of Sukkah. Here the whole thing is rabbinic. So you can't say, if you didn't do it at the end, if you didn't do it at the Yavid, you can't say psula. No, the Chathchila were telling you, this is the way you should do it, Yemayit, this is the way you should set it up. But if not, biblically I didn't violate anything, you can't tell me psula, that I violated anything. Biblically, I didn't violate anything. The whole thing is only rabbinic. So I can't say the word psula, that it's invalid. Because biblically, it is valid. But there, it's biblically invalid. Biblically invalid, he says, it's psula. Even, and that's why he says psula. Because you would think this is a much better way of saying it, a much cleaner way of saying it. Fix it. Psula is like, is negative. Why do you have to say negative? Say fix it, it sounds better. No, there, because it's biblical, I have to tell you in, in, very sharply, definitively, that it's psula, that you did not fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah. Here, here, I don't say that. Because it, the, whole, the whole thing is rabbinic, so he says it, fix it. Fix the problem. If you want to answer you, that I said, really, even when it comes to biblical thing, I can also, I should have, I could have either also chosen to tell me to fix it instead of saying it's invalid. Ella, the reason why there at Sukkah we didn't say that, because Sukkah, the nefishin mili posit, vitani psula. There, the Mishnah lists a few things. The Mishnah says that the Sukkah that's higher, if the Shach is higher than 20 Amma, it's possible. If it doesn't have three walls, it's possible. So, in, if he's going to start telling me how to fix it, <laughs> he's going to have to say a lot of things. Well, lower it down, lower the sukkah, add a third wall. It's too many words. You just say one word, psula. The rabbis are very economical in their wording, very precise. You always have to teach your student very brief, very precise, and it takes a lot of thought. You know, the, there was one rabbi used to give a shir for hours, and there was another rabbi who used to give a shir for an hour. So he says, you know, the difference between me and my colleague is. My colleague thinks for an hour and he speaks for 18 hours. I think for 18 hours and I speak for an hour. So a person always, before you speak, open your mouth, think through, and therefore you're always going to be brief, concise. Every word will matter and count. So he says in one word, he captures the whole thing, psula. But over here, it's very easy to tell us how to fix it. Yemayit, it's also one word. Now, the question is, if, according to the first answer, if we're first learning about that there's a problem with a, an alleyway, that you have to fix it, why didn't he first tell us that an alleyway that's closed on three sides, uh, has a dead end, closed on three sides, you have to put up a beam. And then tell us, and the beam has to be 20 amma, not higher. So he is modeling. The answer is, he says, he is modeling on the Mishnah on Sukkot. He's following the model of the, just like over there he said that a sukkah that's too high, you have to, that's how he opens up the tractate. So he also wants to open up the same way. The only distinction is that here he tells us psula, and here he's telling us how to fix it. What's the source? Where did the rabbis get this? That it has, the, 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 the maximum height is 20 amma. 
because we learned it from the opening the door of the the sanctuary in the Beis Hamikdash, the, the the room that held the inner mizbeach and the candelabra and the shoe and the table, and that Rabbi Yehuda leilam doom Rabbi Yehuda says that even if it's higher than twenty amets kosher, because he models it after the opening of the. The antechamber before the base before the sanctuary was an antechamber. Now we learn in the Mishnah and tract it Midas, which gives us the measurement of the base of Megdos. The door of the sanctuary had a height of twenty amma, a little more than thirty feet. and a width of ten amma. the opening of the antechamber was double. was double the height. 40 amma, verachbe, and also double the width was an opening of 20 amma. That's what you say. Hashem says, Pischelik Chudoshomachel. Hashem says, Make for me an opening of a needle hole. And I'll make you the opening of the antechamber, which was 40 amma by 20 amma. Both of them learn from the same pasuk. It says, In Leviticus, Veshachtu Pesach Oil Moed. It says, that you have to slaughter the animal at the door of the tent. So the Rabbanon, the rabbis hold the holiness of the sanctuary is limited to the sanctuary. In other words, all the service that you have to do in the sanctuary, the shubred, the candelabra, all the, all the things, the or the incense has to be done in the sanctuary. What if you bring the altar out into the antechamber? It's not valid. It doesn't have the same sanctuary. No, yeah, we're talking about the base of Mikdash. You're right. Very good. Very good. Very good. Right. We're talking about the base of Mikdash. You're right. Right. And that, that will be a discussion in a moment. So in the antechamber, it's not kosher. Because it's not called oil mayat, just like the Mishkan, it was in the sanctuary. There was no antechamber. So in the Beis Hamikdash, the antechamber doesn't have the same level of sanctity as the actual sanctuary. So Vichiksiv Pesach oil mayat, when he says the door of the tent, which door is he referring to? Ahechoksiv. It's referring to the door that enters into the sanctuary. So if you want to know what's considered a door, what's considered an opening. You have to learn it. The measurement, the size is the door of the sanctuary. And that's why the rabbis made a limit. Because as long as it's 20 amma and it's a, a 10 ammas wide, you can call it a door. Then it's a door. It's not, a, it's not an opening. But if it's bigger than that, if it's higher than 20 amma and wider than 10 amma, then it's no longer a door. It's, 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 it's a breach. If it's a breach, then an native, a native can help. You can't make a native. Putting a beam or putting a, putting on the side a post on the side won't help you. But if you have a door, if it has the right size, then then it helps to put a beam and to put a. But Rabbi Yehuda Savar and Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Rabbi Yehuda holds. So wait, Shlomo was saying in the sanctuary of Shlomo, the same size doors in Moshe's Mishkan. No, 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 we're talking about the, the base of Megdash. But the Torah calls it a Pesach. The Torah calls the opening of the Mishkan a Pesach a door. So the opening of the base of Megdash is also a door. So what's considered a door, is considered a door. This measurement is considered a door. Anything larger than that is a breach. It's not a door. It's not an opening. So, and Abihuda says, no. 
that the door, once Shleima Melch built the antechamber, the antechamber is a continuation of the sanctuary. And therefore, any, it has the same holiness and the same sanctity as within the sanctuaries. Any service that you do in the antechambers as if you did it in the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore, the door, the opening of the antechamber is also, that's included when he says, Pesach that's the door of the Beis HaMikdash. So we see the measurements of a door, it could even be 40 amma high and 20 amma wide. It goes on both of them. Really, Rabbi Huda also agrees that the sanctity of the Beis HaMikdash is only in the sanctuary. Modeled after the oil moil. The oil moil, the tent in the, in the Mishkan, didn't have any antechamber. So the sanctity of the room is only that room. If you do that service outside that room, in the antechamber, it doesn't have the same level of sanctity. Never, if that's the reason, what's the reason of Rabbi Yehuda that says even an opening that's larger, that's higher, it's still considered a Pesach, an opening, a door? It says, because it says the door, it says in the prophets, the door of the antechamber. Taisus points out there's no such Pesach in the whole Tanakh. Taisus says what he means is, it says in Yecheskel, it says in Yecheskel, the antechamber of the house of the Beis Hamikdash, and it says in another another pasuk in Yecheskel, the opening of the house. So once we already learn from a verse that the house, that the that the the house is considered the ulam, the antechamber is considered part of the house. So in the other verse, when he says the opening of the house, he means he's referring to the opening of the antechamber, because the antechamber is the house, is part of the house, is extension of the house. So it's as if it's written. It's as if it's written. El pesachulam abayis. And the rabbis respond to that, but Abanan saying, "No, he have exivel pesachulam gamer." If Utaka would have said, "There's no such pasuk," <laughs> if it would have said clearly, the door of the antechamber, fine. Hashel exivel pesachulam abayis. He means habayis abasuach leulam. He means. The the um, the ulam that's in front of the bias. When the pasuk says ulam abayis, he doesn't mean that the that the sanctuary that the antechamber is an extension of the sanctuary. No, this is the antechamber to the house. What is the house? Only the sanctuary. That's called the bias. This is the antechamber, the the forechamber before before the bias. But the bias only refers to the sanctuary when he says in Pesach Abayis, he means the door of the sanctuary. Okay. So now we explain, now that he explained the argument in Rabbi Huda and the rabbis and their source, now the Gemara asks, your whole source is what you asked, Phil. The whole source is because it says in the Mishkan, it says Pesach El Mishkan this door that he's talking about is the door of the Mishkan, which was actually a curtain. And how, how, how tall was the Mishkan? Ten Amas. <laughs> no one says that the, the, the minimum, the, the maximum height could be ten Amas. So how could you say use the door that's used in the Mishkan to, to extrapolate about the door of the Beis Amikdash? So the Gemara answers, Ashkechon, we find Mishkan Dikrimikdash, we find that a Mishkan, when he says Pesach, when he says Mishkan, he also refers to the, he includes the Beis HaMikdash. And when he says synonymous, when he says Mikdash, yeah. 
Also, Dikr Mishkan. Many times he says Migdar, she refers to the Mishkan. And we must say that, that they're, 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 they're synonyms. Why? If, not, if we don't say that, Hadam and Abu Shmuel, Abu the name of Shmuel. If you slaughter the peace offering before you open the doors of the of the uh, of the sanctuary in the morning, because at night they were closed. In the morning was a whole procedure. The kohen would go and they would with the keys and they would open it up. So if you offer the peace offering before you open the doors of the sanctuary, psulin, those sacrifices are invalid. And then but it says, When you slaughter the animals, the Torah says it has to be to the door, the opening of the Elmer. The Elmer has to be open. And if not, even after the fact, it's, it's not a kosher sacrifice. It's not a valid, you have to bring another sacrifice. Torah says, why do we have to bring a Pasuk? It says that the first sacrifice of the day has to be the Tamat Shoshachar. You're not allowed to offer any sacrifices before the morning sacrifice. And the morning sacrifice, in order, has to be after you open the doors. <laughs> we learned elsewhere that you, you're not allowed to bring the morning sacrifice until you open the doors. You know, the general thing here is that everything is modeled on Moshe Mishkan. No matter how big it gets, yeah, so either Tay says either it means that you can't offer the sacrifice. There's not sa- slaughter. You can slaughter the morning sacrifice even before the doors are open. But you can't offer it on the altar. You can't burn it on the altar until the doors are open. Here we're saying that you can't even slaughter the, sh- the, sh- the, the, the carbon shlum. Or Tay says maybe there it's only the mitzvah. It's ideal. But after the fact, what if I did bring the carbon tamar shulshachar? when the doors were closed it's still kosher I don't have to bring it again so I already offered the morning sacrifice and then I want to bring the, the peace offering and the Pasuk is teaching me that if you bring the peace offering the doors are not open even with the evidence, even after the fact it's not good or Taisva says we're talking about a case the doors were open <laughs> in the morning they offered the morning sacrifice then they closed the doors again <laughs> so he's teaching me it's no good Okay. Now he says, he says, he says, what's the practical application that the Mishkan is called the Beis The Mishkan is called the Mikdash. What's the practical application? What do I care? Okay, the Mikdash is called the Mishkan. It's important because we learn things that it says by the Mishkan, like he says here. How do we, this Pasuk says by the Mishkan, they have to slaughter the peace offering at the door, at the opening of the tent. So from this I learned by the Beis HaMikdash, at the Beis HaMikdash also, if I offer the peace offering at the Beis HaMikdash when the doors are shut, it's not valid. But what practical things do I learn from the fact that the Mishkan is called a, is called a Mikdash? So Taisa says we learned, our practical things we learned. For example, it says, we learned that the Beis HaMikdash, that it pushes off Shabbos. That building the Migdash, and the Pasuk there uses the base of Migdash, that, that you're not allowed to build the base of Migdash on Shabbos. So, from this we learn also, since the, the, the Mishkan also is called Migdash, so it's also referring to the Mishkan, you're not allowed to build the Mishkan on Shabbos. And a person is not allowed to go with, uh, you know, with dust on your, on, your, on your feet, your shoes, all. So, there are many practical halachas that we learn from the interchangeability 
from the, the fact that they're synonymous. When he says Mishkan, he means both. When he says Mikdash, he means both. Okay. Okay, so Gemara says, fine. So you brought me a proof that Mikdash is called Mishkan. So when he says, by the Mishkan, you should slaughter the peace offering at the door of the tent, he's also referring to the base of Mikdash also. But Mishkan, Dikri Mikdash. No, El Ashkan, Mikdash, Dikri Mishkan. Oh, he just told me a fact. Yeah, the fact is that Mishkan and Migdash are one, because that's the halacha. But the question is, where, where do we find it? You're telling me Mikdash is called Mishkan, Mishkan, and Mikdash, and Mishkan, have a Pasuk. I can bring you a proof that it's fact that Mikdash is called Mishkan. The it says in the in the curses at the end of Leviticus, so Hashem is saying, I will put Venasati in the future. I will place Mishkani, my Mishkan, and he's not referring to the Mishkan. The Mishkan already existed already, was up already, up already for a year. Right, he's talking about the Beis Amigdash. So when he's saying Mishkani, he's referring to the Beis Amigdash. So I know that Mishkan, the Beis Amigdash is also called Mishkan. El Mishkan, the Mishkan. How do I know that the Mishkan is called Mikdash? Even though, it, regarding to our, related to our question in the Gemara, it's enough to know that the Mikdash is called a Mishkan. Because this whole model of what a door is, so when he, that when he says about the Mishkan, it's also referring to, to the Beis HaMikdash. So when he says in the Mishkan, a door, an opening, it's also referring to the opening in the door of the Beis HaMikdash. But nevertheless, they're both interchangeable. So he says, what's the source for the other, the other way? How do we know? Where do we see in the Pasuk that a Mishkan is called a Mikdash? When he says Mikdash, he means Mishkan. If you can want to say because it, it says, they say I'm the Levim who carried, so the family of Kos carried the, the vessel in the base of Mikdash, and they say I'm they carried the Mikdash, and they set up the Mishkan before they came. So he's talking about in the case of the Mishkan, and he calls it Mikdash. So we see that the, that the Mishkan is called Mikdash. When he says Mikdash, he means Mishkan. But no, you can't, that's not a proof, because Ahu, we continue on the side B, Ahu Baring Siv. He says Migdash doesn't mean the base of Migdash, it's not referring to the house, a holy house. He's referring to the vessels that carrying the Aran, which is Mekudash Mikola Kalim, it's the holiest of all the, all the vessels, it carries the, the Luchas. The proof is here. It says, Hashem tells Moshe, build for me a Mikdash. And he's referring to the Mishkan. This is the commandment to build a Mishkan. That's the opening line of Parshish Thurmah. So he says Mikdash and he means Mishkan. Okay. Now the Gemara goes back. Gemara has a question. I have a question. Both according to the rabbis and according to Rabbi Yehuda. Why do you make a limit at the width? Now the Gemara thinks Rabbi Huda also agrees with the rabbis. The only argument in Rabbi Huda and the rabbis is how tall, how tall the wall could be. 20 amma or more than 20 amma. But everyone agrees it can't be more than a width of 10 amma. If it's more than a width of 10 amma, it's not a door. It's not an opening. It's a breach. And then nothing can help. You can't fix it. 
So he says, why let us learn from the opening of the courtyard of the Mishkan. The Chsiv, he's going to say that the opening of the courtyard of the Mishkan was 20 amas wide. The Chsiv, it says, The length of the courtyard around the Mishkan, the tabernacle in the desert was 100 amas. Right? And Vedachav, it was a width of Chamishim Ba'ama, it was a width of 50, 50 by 100. The Koyma and the, 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 the height of the walls around, the curtains around the courtyard, Chamish Amas, was five Amas tall, high. Like around seven and a half feet, around, almost eight feet. Uksiv, it says, Chamesh, Esrei Amas, Koloyim, and on the opening, the opening to enter, the entrance of this courtyard. So you have 15 amma of curtain on one side, and on the other side, you had also 15 amma, and then you had the opening was 20. If the width was 50, and each side had a curtain of 15 amma on each side, so how, how wide was the opening? 20. So Malahalun, just like over there, Chamish Bidrechavasim, it was a height of five and a width of twenty. Afkan also over here. Chamish Bidrach Bidrechavasim Pesoshachatzarikri is even if the width even if the width is twenty amma. So if the height is five amma, it should be a, it should be it should be considered an opening. If that's the model, it says Pesach, he calls it a door, an opening. So if it's okay, if it's taller than five amma, okay, maybe you can say it has to be the exact model of the of the of the mishka. But if it's a height of amma, there is a minimum height of the uh, of the door of the mother in order to be able to be able to carry to put a to put a beam or or a, a side post, a minimum height of ten tvach. So that's the minimum, and and the maximum is twenty amma. But what if you have a, a height of five amma? Seven and a half feet. So even if the door has a width of twenty amma, it should be it should be an opening, and then you should be able to put a beam and, and put a put a lentil. So it's a question both in the rabbis and Nabi Yehuda. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers. Pesach Sharachotzer Ikri. There, the Torah calls it the opening of a gate of a chutz. It's not a regular door. Taita says it's a door of a gate, but it's not a regular door. Here we want to know what's the difference. But when it comes to the opening of the of the tabernacle itself, of the sanctuary, there the Taita says Pesach. Pesach. It's called a Pesach, a door. But there it's called Pesach Sharachat. That's one answer. Another answer he gives, you buy the same kiks of kloyim, chamesh esriyam, malakasa begoiva, As Rashi explains in the second and main explanation, what he means is that it was fifth, really the door was only, he's not talking about the width, how wide it was. Maybe it was, it was only 10 amas wide the opening. He's not saying it was 15 amma on each side of the opening. 
No, it could have been 20 amma on each side of the opening. It was only, only 10 ammas wide. He's referring to the height. How high was it? It was 15 ammas high. It was 15 ammas high. And this was true according to the whole perimeter. The whole perimeter of the courtyard was 15 ammas high. And the mother will explain in a moment why it was so high. But so see, Rashi says it was more than the, the others. No, no, that's the first pitch. But then oh, Rashi wow. says the second pitch, and says that's the Ikr. But the Pasuk says it was only five Amas tall. According to Rabbi Yaisi, the Mizbeach in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in, in the tabernacle, in the desert, was, this, was a height of ten Amas, just like in the base of Mikdash. Even though the Pasuk says it was three Amas, he says it mean, it mean it was three Amas from the circle. It was, they made us mark on the altar, so it was three Amas from that circle. But really, from the ground, it was ten Amas high. So therefore, if the, if the curtains were only five Amas or even ten Amas, everyone would be able to see the Kayan do the work. It's not sneer, it's not nice. It's visible in front of everyone. So they made it five Amas higher. In addition to the ten Amas, which would be the equivalent of the altar, they added another five Amas. So he should be, it should be private. No one, no one has to watch him do the service. People who are outside the tabernacle don't have to sit and watch and see him do the service. You know, this is not the Facebook, or this is, this should be private. But the width, I don't know what the width was. The width, the width could have been uh, ten Amas. Says, now we're going back. You explained that Rabbi Yehuda's model of what a door is, unlike the rabbis who use the door of the sanctuary, he uses the opening of the antechamber. The mother says, really? Rabbi Yehuda learns from the opening of the antechamber? But now we learn in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't argue. Rabbi Yehuda also agrees. The whole argument of Rabbi Yehuda is only about the height. That it, even if it's higher than 10 to 20 Amma, you still, you can, you can, uh, you can, you can put a beam and it's, it's okay. But he doesn't argue about the width. Why? If the model is the door, the opening to the antechamber, the antechamber was double in its width as well. Just like it was double in its height from 20 amma to 40 amma, it was also double in its width, 20 amma. So why doesn't Rabbi Yehuda argue about the width? He should say, even if the opening is 20 amma, it's also kosher. He does argue. And our Mishnah doesn't argue. He's not discussing that, but we know that he does argue. Because we learn in the Braise, the Tanya, the rabbis say that if it's wider than 10 Amas, then you have to make, you have to, you have to narrow the opening. You have to bring it to an opening of 10 Amas. You have to put a board there, a panel there, to close the opening, just to leave an opening of 10 Amas. You don't need any you're right, because Rabbi Yehuda's model is the opening of the antechamber, and there it's, it was wider than ten amas, and it's also called an opening. So he says, so he should argue. He says, yeah, when Rabbi Yehuda argues, you're right, he's arguing on both. 
He's referring to both. Both the height and the width. But still, I'm still asking. You're saying Rabbi Huda's model is the opening of the antechamber. The rabbis hold if it's a, a taller, higher than 20 amas, you have to you have to lower you have to lower the height. Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda says it's okay. Ad mem it could even be as high as 40 amma, even 50 amma. Vitani Bakapada, Bakapada says, Ad Meya, it could even be as high as 100 amma, 150 feet tall. Dr. Bishlem of the Bakapada. According to I can understand Bakapada Guzman. Bakapada, when he says 100, it doesn't literally mean 100. He's saying even more than 20. It could be very high. But maybe he really means the, the maximum, there is a limit. There is a, a, a limit. The maximum is 40 amma, just like the opening of the antechamber. El Rav Yehuda, my guzma. But Rav Yehuda says mem v'nun. He says clearly, he spells it out. You can't say nun is a guzma. He says clearly forty or fi- even fifty. So well, why is that kosher? Bishleim Rav Yehuda are boyim forty. We understand because gomer and pisgah shalulam. That's the model, the opening of the antechamber, which is a height of forty amel nun minole. How do we know that even even fifty is called a door, an opening? Our Mishnah caused Rav to make this mistake. The Rav is saying that the model is the Mishnah. Rav's whole premise is that we just learned that the model is the Beis Hamikdash, the opening of the Beis Hamikdash, right? That was Rav's answer. Rav said this whole sugya with a Rav. So that's Rav's understanding. Rav Chisa says that Rav's whole understanding is wrong. So the Braise said clearly, introduced clearly the comparison to the opening the door of the of the sanctuary. That's what it says clearly. So who suffers? So he thought So clearly the rabbis modeled their measurements based on the opening of the sanctuary. So Rav thought that since the rabbis are following, modeling what's considered the door after the opening of the sanctuary, so Rabbi Yehudim, he assumed that Rabbi Yehudim is probably using the model of, 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 of the antechamber. It's not correct. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi was using the model of the palaces, the royal palaces of King David and Shleim Melech. And there it also says Pesach. And over there it was much taller, much taller than 40 Am. Okay. So he slugs up Rav's whole premise. He says, according to the rabbis, it could be 40, 50, and even higher. I mean, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda could be... Now the Gemara asks, Now we're going back. Okay, the rabbis clearly, according to everyone, the rabbis do model it after the opening of the sanctuary. Then we should need doors. We should require doors. Just like the Hechel had doors. The temple, the sanctuary had doors. They would lock it every night. The Ulam not. The Ulam was open. The antechamber, but the doors of the sanctuary had doors. 
Alama, we learned non hechsham mavui. How do you make a mavui kosher? Mishami emnim lechi v'koyde. Mishami says you need both. You need a beam and you need um, a post on the side. Basilal emnim, and that's the law. Lechi Just one of them is enough. Either a beam or one or one post on one side. Not that I don't need to make a door. To make the, the, the alleyway kosher, to be able to carry, I don't need to put in the door. I can leave the opening open. All I need is one beam or, or one side. And even according to Shammai, a beam and, 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 a, and a, a post. But not a door. But if the model is what's called a door, a door has to be a door that's enclosed and open. So the Mavi has to require a door. And really, you don't need a door. To be considered an opening, you don't need a door. The reason they made a door is litzniyas. They didn't need it for security. The temple was safe. They just need litzniyas. You don't have to look what's going on inside. It's, there's privacy. The idea of privacy. Not, not that's required to be considered a door. If that's the case, if that's the case, if the model is the base amigdash, the sanctuary, so uh, a, the frame, a frame of a door, the lentils and the poles should not be enough to be considered a door. Because the heichel, the sanctuary, had a had a tzuras apesa. Here we say that the doorway helps even if the mavi, the opening is wider than ten amas. Even if it's much wider than ten amas, if you have a frame, a frame of a door, the lentils and and uh, the lentil and the and the uh, doorpost, then it's okay. Why? In the opening of the sanctuary, you had a doorpost, a door frame. And it was only 10 amas. So maybe a door frame only helps with 10 amas. You're telling me I didn't really need a real door. The whole real door was only for, for, for privacy. But to be considered a door, it has to be, the frame has to be within 10 amas, not more than 10 amas. Our mission says that even if it's wider than 10 amas, the opening is wider than 10 amas, a door frame helps. And it's sort of the Mayat Midi. But it says, Midi Utaima. Is that the reason? This is only according to Rav. Rav learned that. Ain't it sort of but Rabbi Yehuda Masle Belarav Hamasle Rabbi Yehuda Lechivia Barav and Rabbi Yehuda was teaching to Chia the son of Rav Kamei the Rav. He said, "Ain't it tzarich l'mayet?" He said, "Ain't it tzarich l'mayet?" You don't have to. I'm a lay asn tzarich l'mayet. And he said, "No, the correct version is you have to learn the Mishnah. You do have to. You're right. A tzuras apesach, a door frame only helps if it's if it's ten amps." Just like the model is the opening of the sanctuary. If it's wider than 10 amas, you're right. Making a door frame won't help you. It's not considered a door. So what does it help? What? No, it only helps if it's, if it's, if, 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 if it's not wider than 10 amas. Oh, oh, oh. What do you need it to the best you say? Oh, Tzuras HaPesach helps if it's taller, if it's taller than, if it's taller than 20 Amas. If it's taller than 20 Amas, 
then the then making the tzuras of Pesach helps. Or or if it's less less than ten tefachim, I think also. Could be, even if it's less than ten tefachim. But if it's higher than twenty amas, then the tzuras of Pesach helps. To be continued. Everyone have a wonderful day. <laughs>